Welcome to episode two of the Weekly Hijack. Uh, everyone is here from the last episode, so we will spare you the introduction. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, tonight we are talking about episodes two and three of season one of Lost, Tabula Raza and Walkabout. We just finished uh, Tabula Rasa, which is the first uh, Kate-centric flashback episode. And I was saying before we even started this one, um, this is sort of the episode that everyone knows in between the pilot and the walkabout, <laughs> yeah. which are two of the seminal lost episodes, and then and then there's this one, <laughs> and then there's this one, yes, in between. So before, right before we started recording, Zach here was saying that he was like, "Meh, it's boring," <laughs> but it's it's it would be. I think it wasn't boring when I watched it the first time, but I know that the later stuff is more entertaining, and this is just setup, but like really surface level setup. So I, it's, I'm not all that thrilled. I loved it. Well, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) What did you, what did you love about it, Deb? I I just like seeing it all again. I love Hurley. (laughs) I do like Hurley. I love Hurley. He doesn't even have to say much for you people at this point. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) He's so different than everyone else. Yes. I thought what, what, I thought what was interesting is first off, so the first real episode is the Kate episode, which, you know, a lot of people is not, not people, most people's favorite character. Yeah. And sometimes people's least favorite character. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting. They picked that as being the first one. And then. First character setup. First character setup. And it's, this was written by Damon Lindelof. I made sure I checked as it was going through. Which I guess, I guess you could say even that they sort of led up to it. You can almost say this is sort of. Not, I mean, they don't quite answer what Kate did exactly, but it's the first time you get insight into something like a question that had brought, been brought up because, at the, at, in the previous well, episode. Because they really did, yeah. Last episode they set that up, and then really the end of this episode set up walkabout. I mean, mm-hmm. they're like, and here we'll end with this this scary lock. <laughs> what's thing. what's the deal with lock? What's the deal with the lock? And even drop the hint with a wheelchair. But I, I seem to have this sense, and I could be wrong, that many of the Kate episodes are written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. Really? Yeah. I, I might be wrong why the check is keep going. And I know, like, in season six when they had the K episode and people were like, meh. I think they went off like that episode. I think, I think though he, I get this a sense that he likes K as a character, that he's fascinated with this, this person who, you know, is soft hearted, but also is constantly running from things and lying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't work. In some ways, she's like, Kind of your normal person. I mean, she has a lot of background, but she doesn't end up being a hero, or she doesn't end up being like in charge of the island. I mean, she's almost the only person besides Sawyer who gets off the island for good. Yeah, it had been uh, there of the for original a while. of the original survivors. Yeah, uh, Claire. Claire is another one. Claire, yeah, that's so, true. Claire, like, yeah, Sawyer, true. Sawyer, Claire, and Kate yeah. is about it. Um, in terms of and original she got survivors, out, she yeah. got off both times. Yeah, only person to get off twice. Well, <laughs> what's interesting about this episode? It it is one of the most uh, it's 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 along the lines of the most uh, character focused episode yeah. to watch. There's not a whole lot of mythology. It's just all of it is very based around, uh, you know, this. I mean, it's either you know Kate as her flashbacks, and then it's dealing with the dead uh, or the you know the dying Marshall, yeah. and um, and then Vincent and and you know the hunt yeah. for Vincent and Michael yeah. and all that stuff. And none of it, like I said, none of it really has anything to do with the island. It's just about these people. So in that sense, it's it's the, you know, it's a very early instance of, you know, what the Lost Rider is saying. We've always been about the characters yeah. and the mystery stuff. Is- it's interesting. It's the first episode that really set up, first off, 
we're going to go use these flashbacks in a, in a way that explores people's past, not just as we're going to talk about the crash. Um, but I noticed two things. Early on, one of the, they sit down at this campfire, and they're like, are, we should tell people about this French transmission. And, and Saeed says, no, we shouldn't. And you're saying, are we saying you should, we should lie? And lying is basically one of the main themes of Lost. <laughs> I mean, basically, everything someone says, you're like, is that really what happened? That's true. Um, so, I mean, and even Kate's, you know... Which drives some viewer nuts. <laughs> yeah. But I think it really does set up, even very early on, this idea that lying is basically bread and butter for Lost. Hmm. Um, Interesting point, yeah. And the, what was the one other thing I thought was... Oh, and then, obviously, Tabula Rasa, Fresh Start, which is, you know, an ongoing thing. I mean, basically, the whole show is like, can we start over? Can we be... It's interesting. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Jack saying, it doesn't matter who you were before. And it's like, well, it kind of does because they wind up wrestling with who they were before throughout the entire show. But I thought that was interesting. I like that because he says we should fresh start, but the baggage they all have is what hounds, you know, hounds them and drives the plot all, you know, constantly. And so when you get to season six and they're doing this, they're trying to like almost redo their life. It's like they're finally letting go of all that baggage that we've seen for the last... Hundred you know, some episodes, yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, it's yeah. a little underrated episode, but there's they still lay a lot of interesting groundwork for future just how stuff. things work. And, and the tensions, it's harder now. Second time view, the tension's not as much. But you're not like wondering is Kate good, is Kate bad, which you might be thinking the first time. That's true. Um, so it loses a little bit, but you you know your your focus is a little different on the rewatch. And it, it is interesting. You know, a little thing like Sawyer goes and tries to take the, you know, Marshall out, but he misses, because he's not really a killer, you know? Yeah. And, and then he just, he, he feels really bad about not doing it right, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you have all, you got a lot of these people you have one view of, and then you get a little nuance. Not, yeah, a little different. It's like, okay, yeah, because obviously Sawyer does have a soul. Like, as much as, like, you know, he's looting, he's looting the, the plane and all that stuff, and he has a point in when he says, Jack, you're not looking at the bigger picture here. And that's another conflict, especially in season one. How much are we going to be... The heroes and how well, are you practical? Yeah, how, how much are we going to just do, do what we want or, or are we try to be civilized and whatever? Mm-hmm. So. so anyway, that's our... That's, uh, other that's your Nick and Tim. The, yeah, sorry. We, we start off and... <laughs> Natasha, any thoughts about this episode? She rolled her eyes. She had no eye thoughts about this spot. <laughs> Zach already gave his opinion. Brianna. Who's watched this six times? Uh, Is this an episode... I was glad to see... Claire and Charlie finally have their, their first uh, <laughs> That's true. Meeting. At least Very their first on yeah. screen one. Yes. I, I yes. guess in, later on you see that they had met a little earlier. but Yeah, but I guess the first time that we see them together. So I ship them pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And first, uh, first a little tease for the Michael and Sun shippers, if there are yeah. any. <laughs> there probably are. There's some relationship there anyways. Yeah. Um, Again, pro- probably a, a plot thread that they didn't really pick up on later. Um, Possibly. And then, for first uh, instance of a boar without us actually seeing it. Oh, I didn't even think about that being a boar. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I think it was. Oh, I assumed polar bear. You think it was polar bear? I, it probably wasn't, but that's what I thought. I figured it was just the boar, which we get in. I think we get next episode with walkabout because Locke kills it with his knives. I think that's true. I bet they were leading you to think polar bear though, because yeah. I think there's there's not really any other polar bears loose on the island. I don't think no. So, but yeah, having seen that, that's probably what they were trying to lead you to think towards. But all right, well, anyway, that's enough for Tabula Rasa. Walkabout is a big one, and we're going to get to that next. 
They both wanted that. Well, how is both that? Both wants to get off the island. Jake is supposed to protect the island. The island is kind of the center of all. And the smoke life. monster. He's trying to escape. Is the man of black. Yeah. Yeah. But he can't escape as long as Jacob's alive, so he wants to kill Jacob, which can only be done by... Well, it gets very complicated by season five. One of these guys <laughs> has to kill Jacob. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, yeah. the so smoke th- monster is trying to get these guys... On his side. On his side, so they can kill Jacob. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So, we just finished Walkabout, which is uh, famous among the Lost fan community for being uh, the one where they revealed, oh my goodness... Locke was in a wheelchair when he was on a plane, and now he's not. What? Cra- crazy. No. Spoilers if you haven't been been paying attention. But <laughs> telling you that we... <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, that is a bad idea. The, the interesting thing about watching Tabula Rasa and then Walkabout is it really, you know, the two sides of the loss. you got the very character-centric one, like we said. Mm. The Walkabout's like, and here's the crazy magic island stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, it's famous for the big lock reveal but there's a lot of things going on in here besides just lock but we said last time we realized we needed to be careful nick and i don't dominate the conversation too much <laughs> so first thoughts from any of the other viewers i know i forgot how bad i felt for lock oh yes because later on you know I mean you don't feel bad for him and so i mean he's a uh, well there are places yeah. where you do when the whole dad thing happens yeah. and the whole <laughs> Yeah, that's awful. He's a sad yeah. little but man. I, that whole phone call with the oh, it was with Helen. It was just awful. Yeah, he is a very tragic. Like, and uh, it, it, he ends tragic too. I know. It's. I mean, Locke, he basically he basically is dead for the ending of three seasons. <laughs> Locke is, I think, one of the saddest stories in all of Lost. And I mean, there are, I know there are a lot of people that really got really fed up with his fanaticism later on, but man, he lived a sad life. <laughs> It was, yeah. Now, I've been years since I've watched it. I only watched it once, but I find these intro sessions or first four issues we've watched so far very interesting to catch the small details that passed over you that later on, after you see the ending or other stuff later on, they make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. That's what I find fascinating. They they kept their, whenever they played a, you know, played a idea, they tended to, Keep it. Yeah, they for kept... For a long time. They're, they're ridiculously consistent within themselves. For I mean, being TV, it's yeah. remarkably consistent. I mean, especially with... For as often as people accuse Lost writers of making stuff up, they stay very true to who these people are the entire time. You can say maybe some of the mystery stuff, and it's possible they change in the process, but they stay very true to who these people are. Did... I want to know... Okay, so especially in these first... Couple, I'm sure the first a couple more. Um, they always go back to what happened right after they landed, after they, after they crashed. You know, I mean, they have Locke here when he was standing up and stuff. I don't know if they always do. Yeah, yeah. but they do other ones. So, um, same. I wonder if filming. No, when they filmed it, did they know? Uh, did, I mean, because you got all that burning wreckage. <laughs> I mean, as the set yeah. guys, you got all this burning wreckage. Like, we gotta set this all up again. Can you know what's all? I mean, I wonder if they knew all what was going yeah. on, so they that's a good question. All together. I do believe they kept a lot of it. I think they they might have gotten rid of some of it, especially after this last bit where they burned the fuselage. But because, but I do seem to remember that they kept certain pieces in case they needed to do invent flashbacks for it. 
Because, like, they, they would have needed it for, like, the Charlie's Greatest Hits episode where yeah. they go back and see Charlie and Claire having that conversation. I'm sure they hadn't filmed that yet. No, but most of these flashbacks do show, I believe, what they were doing right before they got on the plane. No, they're like they're all mm. in Australia. I think almost all the flashbacks are in Australia, aren't they? Well, in you, this season, maybe I, I could be. I don't remember. Possibly. I mean, to, maybe toward the later in the season, yeah, not probably much. not as yeah. much. But because I think if I remember, isn't like the finale of the season? Doesn't it like show like Hurley running? Yeah, to get they're on all the plane? actually getting on the plane. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that this season. Any other thoughts? Is the next episode Jack's episode? I, I don't remember. That's, that's how they set it up. Yeah. Set up they, they, yeah. they, they've been setting these ones up pretty well about that way. I mean, they kind of flow one to another. So refresh my memory. The the image of Jack's father uh, appearing, that's the man in black? I think that he actually confesses to that, if I okay. remember correctly. That sounds I mean, right. it's one of those things that actually they said out loud. Okay. Which is not a lot of that. A lot of that stuff's very... Um, Implied, right? Generally, well, I think they had to. I think they had to do something about um, Jack's father, especially since they established later on very much the whole "dead is dead" thing. Yeah, so they had to explain that, you know, what that was all about. Yeah, so, so uh, in theory, Man Black is both showing himself to Locke, trying to get him mm-hmm. invested in a destiny, and you know, up here and do Jack. I mean, trying to figure out, hey, what are these guys can I work with? And you kind of wonder. In retrospect, because we always used to, for a while, we always assumed that Locke had seen the smoke monster. Yeah. I wonder if Man of Black had manifested himself in some other form to show yeah, Locke. Yeah, you don't really know. I mean, we have no idea, really. I mean, you remember, at some point, Locke says something along the lines of, I looked into the heart of the island, and what I saw was beautiful. Yeah. And he didn't look terrified. I mean, he looked awestruck yeah. by whatever he saw. But yeah. not necessarily, like, I don't think anyone would look into a dark smoke monster thing and say, ooh, that's pretty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I don't know. But yeah, Man in Black is all about trying to uh, manipulate the survivors. And you see the seeds of that here. Yeah, and so does Jacob. But that's a whole different thing. (laughs) Yeah. I do. I mean, the whole, you know, the reveal, you know, is famous about he was in a wheelchair. But it's really well done. I mean. Oh, it really is. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's obvious if you know. I mean, you show the toes. Like, he talks about the story about the double amputee climbing Mount Everest. And you're like. Okay, because I mean, and yeah, in retrospect, all the, there's a lot of signs there, but it took a lot of people by surprise, and I've I've read several commenters saying this was the moment where they realized, wow, I I have to keep watching the show, and uh, this is where you know later on, if you want everything to be science, come on, <laughs> it's, a, it's a magic island. Yeah, clearly. So, <laughs> but I mean. Like I said earlier, they they do a lot of things with a lot of different characters in there. Touch back on on Charlie and his addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, still, Michael being a very struggling to be a you dad. Got, you got a lot more of this Jack trying to solve everything. Yeah, more Jack trying to solve everything, including Rose, which we haven't seen Rose in the last episode. I mean, that is a large setup for basically season two. Is that where they get to the tail end? Yeah. Yeah, season two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With, and um, the first uh, Charlie and Hurley pair up, yeah, which, which is, is great, <laughs> which is fun, and a lot, even a lot, several characters really meeting each other for the first time. I mean, we know these characters at the first point, but Claire introducing herself to Jack, Kate climbing her tree for the first time, <laughs> she climbs the trees a lot too. Yeah, that's pivotal, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and then I was very excited. Locke uses catchphrase five times in this episode. Don't tell me what I can't do. Yep. Which is great. Poor Locke. 
for as inspiring as he is, he's also just as demoralizing. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I guess that's my quick take on it. Yeah, that's all we got. That's all we've got. That's my <laughs> catchphrase, apparently. All right, last chance. Anyone want to throw anything in here? Oh, well, I, real quick. I just, we had thought, I talked about it during, I know, Tim's right about it. was about, <laughs> <laughs> No, but I thought it was interesting. You know, I remember the first time I think watched him, like, oh, he actually knows how to board hunt. And then you, you don't, he doesn't know a thing about Borja, except yeah. he, he rattled off these giant things. And I was reading like this time, it's like he just memorized the book and he's explaining it. And it's very interesting to me when I was watching this run, like, he's just rambling on. How do, you know, it's like even this like encyclopedia description. Oh, he is. Yeah. I, I mean, it's very implied, very nice, nicely played. Yeah. I, again, because like the first time you think... And even, I, I think even like in previous viewings, even though I had known that he had been in a wheelchair. You thought maybe he knew something about knives and stuff. Yeah, you thought he was, but then the more you get to know his story and then watch it this time is like, he's putting on a really good act, yeah. basically. He doesn't know nearly as much he's as like, he He's like, to. the island gave me a chance, I'm going to take it. Take it, yeah. <laughs> even it means throwing a knife next to a guy to get everyone's and he, attention. he could have practiced knife throwing, he probably had. Well, uh, that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably but. true. Right. Wait, I'm done now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Don't tell me what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> With that, this has been your latest installment of the Weekly Hijack. Thanks for listening. Adios.